Let's get to the interview in hand. I believe we have the uh, education minister on the line. His name is Stephen Lecce. Yesterday, he introduced a brand new grade 10 curriculum. He joins the show right now. Nice to meet you, Stephen. Thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate that. So how will this revamped grade 10 curriculum differ from the current one? Well, I think we appreciate, Kelly, that my responsibility as minister uh, is to ensure that our young people are able to achieve their potential. We know, and I think parents and educators themselves and students have conceded that the careers course, as it was developed, did not have any alignment with the labor market. We are really, in many respects, teaching young people for jobs that do not exist and certainly not the jobs of the future. And it is my objective as minister and this government's objective to ensure that we've got the training program, a solid training program in place to open up the eyes of young people to new careers in the apprenticeship and the skilled trades and in science, technology, engineering and math. So what's fundamentally changed is the emphasis is the vocational emphasis, the fact that we're putting life skills in it, financial literacy, budgeting, leadership, an emphasis on mental health in the workforce. We're conditioning young people to the challenges they may face uh, in 2019 and beyond, but also giving them the strengths and tools and the self-confidence to get a good job. You know, my, my whole vision is focused on, you know, the, it's not just the attainment of knowledge. I often find that within government, you know, the metric of success is simply the transfer of knowledge from, you know, Um, to students. And I think we've got to go further. I think we have to retire. My mission is to not just attain knowledge, but to apply that knowledge in the workforce. And that's the challenge. And that's why we reformed this uh, course in such a substantive way. So the course that you've reformed, is, is it correct to assume this is a careers course? And is this a mandatory class? It is. It is mandatory in grade 10. Uh, and it is a careers course that, that for many years had really no specific aim. If you speak to any any parents out there, any students listening, they will concede it wasn't the most focused program. So with an emphasis on financial literacy and STEM, even social media use in the context of privacy and uh, you know empowering young people to know their rights and responsibilities online, these are all things that are going to help set them up to succeed in the global marketplace. You brought up focus, and there will be a focus on financial literacy, including, and this is interesting, a plan on how you're going to fund your first year after high school. Why introduce this in grade 10? Well, we think that, you know, foundational skills uh, need to be introduced a bit earlier in the program. Obviously, they're emphasized in the latter years and other core, more specific competencies. But, you know, grade 10 is when there's the civics and careers course, the half credits for both. And we thought there's wisdom in emphasizing at that early stage, you know, the second year of their high school uh, journey, uh, these fundamentals to really help and encourage them to young people to realize that they have responsibilities themselves, you know, personal responsibility, but also to empower them to make the best decisions for themselves. It's not just about, you know, their own financial literacy. It's about having the capacity to take that knowledge in the workforce. We don't see any alignment within the ministry and the system really on labor market needs. And so I have emphasized in this curriculum, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, um, as well as um, other transferable skills that could apply in the new modern uh, digital economy, uh, advanced manufacturing economy, and the startup economy. I mean, I want young people to know that entrepreneurship is not something that of their parents' generation, that they can take risks, they can be bold, they can put their uh, talent on the table in a global setting. And I think that aspirational message is resonating. And I think, you know, yesterday I met with young people at York University, grade 9, 10, 11 students, and these kids were just incredibly ambitious, hardworking, and I know that if they're given the right tools in the classroom, they'll be able to succeed in the workforce. 
this careers course, you're going to focus on monetizable skills. And you brought up the startup economy. This generation is being raised with this constant message of, and it's not just from their parents, it's it's from everywhere. Do what you love and the money will come. So can you get specific about monetizable skills? Because if you're doing what you love and the money will come, then all of your skill sets would be monetizable. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, every young person should feel comfortable making a decision about where they see themselves in life. The, 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 the responsibility of government is, I think, to give them the tools, uh, general tools that they can apply in whatever specific industry or competency that their heart desires and that their mind, um, you know, uh, leads them down that path. For me, it's about providing strength of leadership. It's about encouraging young people to have interpersonal skills. It's about providing a curriculum that gives them, as I say, monetizable skills. What that really means is skill sets that are needed from a demand perspective in the modern workforce. And they can apply them in whatever discipline they choose, uh, be it from the creative industries to you know, uh, traditional industries and everything in between. I mean, I'm not here to be prescriptive. I'm here to say there are many job openings in these skilled trades, for example. We have a massive shortage. It's a productivity gap in the economy. We need to fill them. And the baby boomers, as you know, are not getting any younger. And so we have to be mindful of that trajectory that we have people exiting the workforce. And so I want to encourage young people to pursue these skilled trades. Of course, it's not uh, it's their choice. And I just want to make sure that we stop stigmatizing certain jobs and journey industries that have great dignity. I mean, these are well-paying jobs, and I want young people to know that they can see themselves there, especially young women in the trades and STEM. You know, in engineering, we have a big uh, differential of women and men in the classroom. So we can do more to inspire all people, all young people in these jobs, and that's a good thing. We're talking with the new Minister of Education in the province, Stephen Lecce, who yesterday introduced a new grade 10 curriculum. One of the changes is the career course. And I think it's very refreshing to hear you're going to work on some interpersonal skills because I think uh, any critic uh, that is critical of the government right now can breathe a sigh of relief because they look at their kids and think, oh, my gosh, will you get off that device and just look in my eye and talk to me? But it does lead me to another portion of your curriculum, which is a focus on social media. How challenging is it to focus on social media and the repercussions of social media um, when you're dealing with grade 10s who most of the kids know that they know more about online communication than adults? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's that's certainly true. Uh, I mean, I, look, I think, you know, we created a, a curriculum where we consulted with students and educators and parents themselves. So I think there was a pretty holistic approach to making sure that young people's voices were considered. I'm not, uh, you know, the oldest uh, person in this job, as you may know, Kelly. Uh, so I think I bring a lens, a generational lens, to how we look at creating public policy that actually resonates. It's actually understood and is digestible for the audience, in this case, as students in grade 10. You know, look, I think we have to be frank with young people that the decisions and the posts, the content they put out today could have implications for them well into the future in their careers. I think that is really enabling them to make the right decisions for themselves. It's also about privacy. I mean, you know, Kelly, and you've talked about this before on the show, just the predatory aspect online of what's happening to all people, but particularly young people, more vulnerable people. I want to empower young people to have the knowledge to counter uh, that predatory activity and be smarter online. Uh, And I think the young people want to be. I just think the government has responsibility to help give them those tools. And that's why we're really putting that as an emphasis. And also we're putting mental health as an emphasis. We don't talk about this enough in the classroom. There's great strides being made in individual boards and individual schools, amazing leadership done by students themselves. 
But I think government can step up in this respect to really give young people who face adversity a sense of hope that it's not, you know, something that they should be ashamed of, that they should be comfortable talking about it. And I think as government, we have to help end that stigma, know that they have resources and support around them, including from the government, but also from their peers as well. It's important to be heard, that's for sure. And if the kids know they're being listened to, then I think that is half the battle. Now, we know that the province is looking into revamping the elementary school math curriculum. Will the changes involve introducing financial literacy for very young kids? Because is it good to get them started early? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Kelly, there's an emphasis on looking at how we integrate financial literacy specifically as a competence in virtually everything we do within, you know, within the the math side of things. So I think you're going to see a more uh, sort of experiential, hands-on approach to the curriculum that we unveil. Uh, You know, so the short answer is I think you'll see a lot more emphasis on the financial literacy, uh, on financial literacy within that curriculum and within all of our curriculums that deal with math. Uh, as well as careers. So yes is the short answer. I really do believe we have to do better in this respect. I'm uh, very concerned that the the system has not placed that emphasis. They just started really in the last year or two, and I think we've got to up our game. And that's why I thought on day, you know, whatever it's been, day 10 uh, in this ministry, we got to get out the gate quickly and provide certainty to educators that they've got a program in place that they can be proud of and that young people will, um, you know, will, will I think appreciate I want to thank you for your time, Stephen. It's been a pleasure talking to you and nice meeting you. Yeah, thanks so much, Kelly. I appreciate it.